This is the Game Time Guru Podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am the host of the show, Shane Larson. Uh, I've been doing the show for almost six years now. It's interesting. I've been talking about that on my social media feeds. Six years in January. Um, and at the time of this recording, we're currently in 113 countries. Probably going to be more by the time this episode launches. But 113 countries, all 50 states. And we put out an episode every Friday morning. Um, on your favorite podcast platforms. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who's tuned in and listened. If you if this is your first time listening to the show, and we get new listeners every week, random ones who will come in, maybe you know our guest, maybe you've just heard of the show and you kind of want to tap in and listen to a, to the topic that we're going to be discussing. Welcome aboard. I appreciate you guys being here. Um, hopefully you guys will stay. You'll hit that subscribe button and, and you know follow the show on your favorite podcast platform because yeah, every single Friday we'll be bringing you a new episode, new interviews, uh, and, and it's great. It's great to get to know our guests. It's great to chop it up and learn about different things in the sports world. Uh, my whole goal with this show is literally to deliver a panoramic view on sports. We're trying to dive into sports from all different angles. We've had chiropractors, sports chiropractors. We've had, uh, I mean, we've t- we're talking wheelchair rugby. We've had baseball, football, basketball, players, coaches, esports, all all the things on this show. And uh, yeah, we just want to make it a wide variety of topics. And today, I'm bringing on a guest who is an athlete who has had experience competing not only in the United States, but also in Japan. And so we're going to ask him about his journey, get to learn more about him and and all that uh, he's been through so far and what his goals and ambitions are moving forward. And joining me, I'll introduce Hayato Yamada. Uh, Hayato, thank you so much for joining the show, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you for inviting me, Shane. Yeah, man. Hey. I- I, I'm excited to have you on here, brother. I'm excited to have you. Um, it's super exciting to chat chat with you. I don't want anyone to like tune out right now. I want everyone to get their notepads out, get ready for some notes because uh, Hayato's got a pretty cool story. So real quick, Hayato, tell us a little bit about your background, uh, where you're from, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess how old you are so people kind of get a little uh, understanding of who you are and who, who we're listening to right now. Right. Oh, like I'm from Japan and it's... My city called Osaka. It's like pretty town, like honestly, like pretty pretty town, like big city, like New York, Las Vegas, and U.S. You know, and so I'm 17 right now, 17 years old. I'm gonna turn 18 in February 17, which is same as Michael Michael Jordan's birthday. And so, uh, I started basketball like when I was like. 10 I think yeah 10 and started with my friends and then play it and then I won Japan national championship when I was like uh, when was it like junior high when I was junior high school yep wow okay so real quick to give a little context for the listeners here how long have you been in the United States for so this is three years, like now year three. So I've been here like two year and a half. 
Yep, right two and a half years. Okay, okay. So you've come over relatively recent. Uh, you're from Japan, but it's only been the last couple of years through like your high school years that you've been here in the United States. But like you said, this is what I wanted to kind of get here is you talked about a national championship in Japan when you were you know a little bit younger in junior high level. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I want to know about. So growing up in Japan, mm-hmm. talk to us about the culture around basketball. Because I want to talk about the culture and how basketball is. Is it a big sport over in Japan like it is here in the United States? And how how is that received? How is basketball in Japan? Is it competitive? Um, do you feel like the skill set is pretty high? Do they play some good basketball over there? Yeah. Uh, honestly, like Japan, it's like not the biggest sport. And Japan basketball is not the biggest sport. But like it's getting up there like everyone trying to play right now and skill wise uh honestly like japan like japanese people everyone's like dribbles well so good like speed like they they can move their feet so fast like honestly probably better than america most of american people but like you know i came here everyone's high like everyone got high you know american people got high but we don't have that so we, I don't know. Yeah, we can we we can move fast like that's it, you know. So so this is what it reminds me of. So you got a lot of speed. Uh, mm-hmm. You're very agile over there, but there's not a lot of size. Is kind of what you're saying. There's not a lot of no. big guys over there. So you're used to moving really fast. So it's interesting because we were just talking before we were recording. When I lived in Brazil, we were talking to a lot of the Brazilians who played soccer. And soccer in Brazil is basically the biggest sport in the entire – that's like their religion over there, right? And they, all of the Brazilians who play soccer are really small. I'm talking like none of them are over six feet tall, it seems like. They're all really short to me. I'm short, and I'm six foot two. I always feel like I'm really small because I'm a basketball player. Six foot two is not very tall. And so all the Brazilians are smaller than me that play, play soccer, and they always talk about that. It's like when they play the Germans and anybody over in Europe, they're playing big – guys like big athletes and so what the brazilians had was their speed and athleticism and they're very shifty and agile sounds like that's similar for you guys in japan yeah. you don't have a ton of size but you are very quick and and it's a lot of uh i guess you would call it a lot of guards you're playing with a lot of guards so right with that being said um was was that a pretty big transition coming over to the united states and having to play kids that were a little bit bigger than what you were used to playing yeah, for sure. Cause Japan, we're not gonna get dunked on every single game. And here, I came here, everyone's like, "Hey," you know, like dunked on like everyone like easily, like cause tall. Honestly, oh, some of them got bounced too though. But like Japan, like in college, some of can dunk, but like in junior high and in high school, like no one can dunk honestly, cause we're short. Uh, no, I, it's, it's just, yeah, that's so you, you the athleticism is a little different. I want the, the people who are listening to this right now, especially the kids that I coach, uh, have a little understanding and, and maybe don't take things for granted because what Hayato is saying here, it's interesting. Cause I think a lot of the Americans just take it for granted that that's just kind of how it is around here that you just jump and grab the rim and dunk when you're younger. And it's like, it's not how it is everywhere. So if you're able to do that and you're young, realize that the majority of the world actually doesn't do that. So that's pretty special. So that's pretty cool, man. It's, it's funny to hear that. So, you know, I was going through your Instagram 
channel Hayato. And I was seeing that you had some three on three basketball over there. Is three on three basketball um, pretty big in Japan or was it just one of the tournaments you happen to be in? Well, it's, I think pretty big because you know, three on three is like easier to win. Like against like more like higher people, like American, like if say a word, three on three going on. And then if it's five and five, like, we, we, we probably gonna lose, but if it's three on three, we have like a chance to do it, chance to win it, you know? So probably it's bigger than five on five right now in Japan. Really? And, okay. What's your yeah. favorite part about three on three, like uh, playing and competing in three on three as compared to maybe five on five? Well, honestly, I love five on five better me personally, but, uh, I love the, like, more speedy, you know, like three on three is more speedy because it's half court. It's not old, like full court, you know, so like, and it's more like fit, you know, like what's it called? The physical? Yeah. Physical. physical. A little more physical. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I, the reason I asked that is because I'm a huge three on three basketball fan. I love playing in three on three tournaments. I've been playing in them my whole entire life. Um, and as a shooter, it works to my advantage because I can shoot a lot. I can get a lot of volume out. I'll shoot 15, 20 right. times a game in a three on three tournament, but um, five on five, it's a little different. You have to pick your shots here and there and you got to be a little more efficient. Uh, but I love three on three basketball just because it, it works on defense. It works on spacing and it works on physicality. Right. You've got to get big. You don't get a lot of help side defense in three on three basketball. So yeah. if a big guy's posting it. you up, you got to bang with them a little bit and hold your own in the paint because you can't come down and help them or else you leave your guy wide open. So um, it kind of forces you to learn how to play physical basketball, especially in the paint. Um, Hayato, tell us why you came over to the United States two and a half years ago. So like I said, I won Japan national championship, right? And junior high. So I got scholarship from like in high school. So Japan is like middle school, junior high school, high school, college, and like that in, in the U.S., you know, like sophomore, freshman, uh, junior, senior, it's like whole high school, right? But we have like middle school, uh, junior high, and high school. So I had like scholarship from high school, like seven of them in Japan, but I just wanted to try like, I just wanted to try and see like how like American basketball players are doing. I wanted to try, like play against them. So I decided to come here. But the reason why I choose Idaho is if I go to like New York, I could go to New York, like Las Vegas, California, or a more big city. But if I go there, there's a six, seven black guy playing point guard. You know, I, I was like, I can't even speak English. So maybe I don't get play time. So, but Idaho, it's not like a very like good basketball player in here, right? Well, some of them good, but like it's not a lot. So I chose Idaho to come here and then be famous and then and go to like summer good college. And then, yeah, just, I would just want to do that. Yeah. So you chose Idaho strategically because, I mean, the reality is, I mean, we're just being 100% honest, like, 
there's not a ton. Like when you're talking about Idaho compared to some of the other states. Now we have some good basketball players. We've got some uh, hidden gems out there, but it's not like you're saying some of the bigger cities across the United States. You'll you'll find out pretty quickly how uh, how good they are. And I think club basketball kind of proves that. Um, some of the kids that I've coached, we've we've played some teams in California, teams in Las Vegas where they get on the court and you're like, oh boy, this is not Idaho basketball anymore. <laughs> like these are some really big mm-hmm. athletes. Um, so I know exactly what you're saying. So, so Hayato, you come here, you know, you wanted to be able to prove yourself and, and play, still play American basketball, play in the United States, get some exposure. Tell me about your experience thus far. How do you feel like your experience so far in the United States has been? Because I'm, I'm curious the transition going from Japan, not only from a, an athletic standpoint, but also from an academic standpoint going to school and those types of things. Talk to us about the transition over here and how that experience has been for you so far. Uh, honestly, I went like America, like a couple of times more, couple times, like four, five, seven times, honestly. Like, so, but the thing is I couldn't speak any English. That's the huge point. Like I probably could say like, hello, that's it. My name is Hayato. How are you? That's all it. So like the I don't know that that was the hardest part, and I I was worried about like I could make friends or not, but like like lighthouse people like they're so kind. So like I made friends a lot, and then my English growing up, and yeah, and living in here, it's not like uncomfortable. It's comfortable, honestly, like, I don't know. It's honestly not going to change. But Idaho, though, so I was living in, like, big, big city, right? So there's a train, bus, like, everywhere. I don't have to, like, drive a car. And then I don't have a car license right now. And in Idaho, we need a car license, right? Like, definitely, <laughs> like, especially in Twin Falls, like, there's no bus, there's no train. So, like, I can't go anywhere if I want to poop. I gotta go to rec center, but rec center is like 40, 30 minutes away from here. I, I can't walk to there, you know? So I, I'm i playing like just street, you know, in front of a house and then just ball, dribble, that's it. Very interesting that point you just made right there. The public transportation in Idaho is not that of the big cities. Even in the United States, you go to bigger cities like Washington, D.C., and New York and Atlanta, Georgia, and all those bigger cities, dude, it's, it's crazy. Like you take that's it's, it's very like most people take the trains. Most people take the buses. Uh, the majority of people actually don't drive a car because they have to take public transportation. Idaho is the exact opposite. Um, and you make a good point. That's again, I want the listeners of this show right now, especially like young kids who are in high school, who I've coached or anybody who's listening, take that don't take for granted what you guys have because like it's a little different for people coming in from different places. Right. Like if you have to, like the fact that you have a car and a driver's license, if somebody has a car and a driver's license, like keep, keep in mind, like not everybody has that. They're not used to that. Idaho's a little different. So it's kind of cool to hear like even the little cultural shifts. Now you mentioned the language you have been able to develop speaking English in the last two and a half years. Is that correct? Yeah. Dude, much respect because people don't realize that either Hayato when I lived in Brazil I couldn't speak Portuguese for the first like six and a half seven months I was starting to pick it up 
little by little, but we were, and I was studying day in and day out so that I could speak the language in Brazil, but there is, it is so hard to coexist with other people. If you don't speak the language because you don't have anything to say, it's frustrating. You don't talk all day long. You're just sitting there. I want to know this. How did you learn how to speak English? Did you study it every day? How did you practice it? How did you become fluent in English? Well, actually, like, I thought I have to do, like, like write English, like, a lot. But I'm, like, you know, not like that. I don't want to do it. So, like, I was, like, just talking with friends and then use my translate, like, first, like, three months. And then, oh, I want to say this, type it in, and then, okay. Oh, now I can't a little bit understand it and like that. And then, like, it passed four months. My dream was changed English. Actually, like, half and half, like, Japanese and English. Like, I was, like, I was so confused. Like, what is going on? And, yeah, like that. And then, so, like, I didn't, like, run English like this. I just, like, talk and, like, live in here. So, like, naturally, like, run English, I think. Yo, that's crazy. So there's so many kids here that go to high school and they have to take a foreign language like Spanish or German or whatever it may be. They take it for like four years and they still can't speak the language. And it's like, you were able to figure it out though um, in that way, in that capacity. It's interesting to hear how people learn it um, and how you know you use the translator. You didn't write it. You were using a translator and you were kind of just picking it up naturally after, after time. You mentioned the dreams. That's such a funny story. When we were in Brazil, we were learning Portuguese, and I remember people telling us as soon as the like they would always tell us Americans, they'd say, "When you start learning Portuguese a lot, your dreams will start to be in Portuguese." And so, when you were saying it was half Japanese, half uh, half English, that's exactly what it was like for us. Like before, I was even fluent in Portuguese. My dreams would be in Portuguese and English, and like I was fluent in my dreams, but like I could. And then you, as soon as I became more and more fluent, and that's all I spoke was Portuguese for two years. My, all my dreams were in Portuguese. Like everything was coming through in Portuguese. So, <laughs> yeah. so funny. Um, yeah, just very, very interesting. Um, so Hayato, talk to us about um, your experience as a basketball player um, here in the United States. What has your basketball experience been like? Because they always say that basketball is a universal language mm-hmm. and I want to know if that's if it's been able to translate from Japan over to the United States. Oh, my experience, like, like in like playing when I'm playing basketball. Yeah, what's your experience like playing basketball? You mentioned how like the guys are taller. Uh, there's mm-hmm. different athletes, but have you been able to, you know, do you feel like you've been able to have the same success here playing in the United States as you did in Japan? So. So I came here, like, I, I'm shifty, play shifty probably. And then, like, I can, like, blow, like, someone, people, like, easily, honestly. But, like, if I go there trying to finish it, lay up, someone's got to come block me. So, like, I have to step, like, Yulo step or, like, like, hop it or, you know, whatever, or pass the corner. So, it, it changed whole like my basketball style because in Japan I'm pretty tall so I can go like if I blow someone like easily I cross over and then finish easily if someone's in front of me just jump it but 
I can't do it in here. So, and then if I'm open, if I'm wide open like this close, I have to shoot it because like everyone gonna block me easily. So, yeah. So you have learned like the Euro steps, the awkward finishes, the things that you have to do to get crafty. And that's what you've had to adjust to here because in Japan, you don't have someone coming from behind that's going to swatch you because they're, you know, six foot eight coming with a seven foot wingspan. So here you actually have to get crafty. Interesting. How did you learn all those moves? Did you, are you going to a trainer or is this just consistently like watching basketball and just trying to practice all the little things like that? Oh, I did little like practice by myself, watch NBA, like Trey Young, like Alan Iverson, like everyone, like Broder, and like I practice Broder a lot, or Kyrie Irving, like finger roll, you know, both hands, yeah, something like that. And a uh, trainer, uh, his name's Jamal, like Sosi School, and MBBC and like basketball a team in twin yeah i train there a lot yeah that is awesome so you you watch the game as well as train with certain trainers so i i want to talk about that watching basketball this is a lost art with a lot of younger kids they don't watch the game you just mentioned Kyrie. you mentioned trey you mentioned some of these guys that have certain moves when i was younger i'm 34 now but when i was in high school we watched basketball all the time. And we tried to emulate the players that we were watching. We wanted to be like certain players. So if somebody had a move that you liked, everybody wanted to be like Kobe Bryant. So they always would mimic Kobe's fadeaways and his footwork. And we'd always try to do different things. I loved Mike Miller and Ray Allen because they were shooters. So I always shot just like them. I would watch how they shot, watch their release point, watch how they got open. You know what I mean? And, and just trying to emulate what they did. It's a lost art. So I want to know, like, who is your favorite player that you that you root for in basketball that you you might think is like the best player in in professional basketball? Oh, I don't have like favorite player right now, but like I'm watching all the girls. Uh, Kyrie Irving, I love his finishing. I'm watching his finishing, and I love Trey Young. I'm watching his like how to use screen and stuff. Uh, for him and then uh Damian Litter, he's a he got good IQ and he got good touch like game he's like you know he can make it like when it's like important you he have to make it you know game time of course like yeah I'm like watching like like you know if I want to need like screenplay I gotta watch Trey Young like like that so like I already don't have like favorite player but yeah no, that, that it's perfect because you're you're picking these guys out that have strengths to their game and you're you're looking at what those are. I love that's awesome. That shows that you, you have the IQ and the understanding of what it's like to compete at that level. Kyrie Irving can finish. He is one of the best finishers because honestly, if anybody doesn't realize this, Kyrie Irving's not that tall. Um, he's really not, especially in the NBA. He's actually kind of small. Um, and he finishes very well around the basket. He has very good touch with both hands. He knows how to spin it. He knows how to get the angles. Um, so if anybody doesn't really respect that, you should probably check Kyrie Irving's film because Kyrie is literally one of the best finishers around the basket that I've ever seen, especially considering the fact that he is not that big. Secondly, Trey Young, I love that you mentioned 
I love that you mentioned the screen game. That is such an important aspect for a guard to learn how to come off of screens. Do you come off and pop and shoot? How do you make the defenders make a decision? Those little things from his game. And then just listening to like, like Damian Lillard, we call that cold blooded in the United States. He's cold blooded, man. Like that dude is, he's clutch. That's why he's got the watch Dame time. That guy knows how to shoot and he knows how to compete. Big time players making big time plays at big time moments. I think that's awesome. That's something that I hope that everybody turns around and takes a note of. Watch the game of basketball. Study these players that you want to be like and see what they're doing because obviously it's a, it's a live skill. Find somebody who's already done it and do it just like them. Um, here's another question for you, man. I want to know, Hayato Yamada, what is your biggest strength to your game? Now let's talk about you. What do you feel like your biggest strength is? Uh, I think uh, I have speed. So like when I got the ball in transition, I think I'm so good at it. And then I can see the court too. So yeah, that's my thing. And then I can shoot. Well, if I'm open, like I can hit three and then I can hit from NBA line even. And yeah, that's my strength. Transition game and a three point shooter. Okay. And I can make make what, what I, were you I I I love to use screen like it's so fun to use it because you know I can snake it or like like this and like just use you know like you know what I mean like there's so many like uh what's it called I don't know so many to do so it, many like, options there's so many ways yeah to so do many it. options yeah. Dude, that's awesome. So you're a pretty well, like a, a, a pretty versatile guard. You can finish in transition. You understand how to finish. Uh, if you need to run the run the point in transition, you know how to shoot the ball. But you also know how to play off of screens. And a lot of people don't realize that at this age. They don't really, they don't specialize in learning how to use the screens. I love how you mentioned the snake. You can snake it. If you can make a defender make a decision, you force them to make a decision, you have to. You already have the advantage, and that's why I wish more people were like you, Hayato, who could understand the simple concepts of using a screen properly. Use the screen, make the defenders make a decision, and then attack them based on the decision that they make. It's like a boxer who's a counter puncher. You make them make the decision, and then once you see what decision they're making, then you make your counter decision. Like, and you figure out what to do, how to attack them. Um, talk to us about how how tall are you? I guess so. We can talk to some of these colleges that are might might be listening to this right now. Like, how tall are you? Um, and where like where are we able to find some of the highlights that you have and stuff like that? So, talk to us about you know that part of your game. Uh, I'm five ten, and you can find my film in YouTube. Just type Hayato Yamada. Probably is gonna there are like five of them, like from Japan one and from here and I posted one and you can find film in my Instagram post. Yeah. I saw some of them on your Instagram posts. I, I think they're awesome. You're starting to get some film out there, which is important because as an athlete, you got to start branding yourself. You got to let, let people see where you're at because there's tons of athletes out there. How are they going to see you? Well, you know, put some, put some film out there. The coaches want to see that. The, the, the colleges want to see that. Now I have a question. What is your ultimate goal? Do you want to play college basketball in the United States? Do you want to go back to Japan and maybe play professionally over there? I, I'm curious what your goals are. So that's my whole goal to come here, trying to get college scholarship and 
trying to go NCAA, like D1 is cool. Like, cause why I came out of, I mean, I, why I came in United States? Cause if I want to go to NBA. I never want to try like, and go to NBA. Like, so I try to come here and then get scholarship. So my goal, like near goal is trying to get scholarship from D1, D2 or whatever, NCAA. Do you have a favorite school, a favorite college that you might be interested in right now? Not very. If I can go anywhere, I'll go anywhere, like like any United States state. So if a college coach is listening to this right now, which I know there will be, outside of being able to, like the actual game, right? Outside of shooting, outside of passing, outside of drilling, what's the best thing you will bring to a team or the best the best skill set that you bring that isn't actually playing the sport of basketball is it leadership is it your attitude is it being a good teammate what is the best attribute that you bring to a team oh i can for sure if someone is like hot right now like he's making threes like a lot like i can like make it like make play and then if someone's like missed missed three like if He's always make three, if say he's always make three. But this game, he don't make three like anything. I can talk to him, and then you know, like you you will make next time. Like trust me, you just gotta trust yourself, and yeah, you know the kind of leadership. That's all I did in Japan and national championship. Man, so that is such a huge thing. And I appreciate you sharing that. That's why I asked that question because just the other night I was, I was playing in a game in myself in a city league basketball game. Okay. I was playing in a, in a city league basketball game and we were talking about this. Like, how do you find the hot hand? That's the way we would say it here in the, in the United States. How do you find the hot hand? Meaning the person who's making their shots, how do you, as a basketball player, as a teammate, make sure that, that person gets the ball, right? You've got to make sure you have the smarts to be able to find the ball, like find the shooter. Whoever's hit two or three shots in a row, why would you dribble and make a shot, right? You want to find the find them and get them the ball, right? And the fact that you just brought that up, I tell all the kids that I coach the same thing, Hayato. I'm like, you, a coach shouldn't have to tell you that. Like as a basketball player, if you're wanting to play at the next level and just be good at what you do, you should already know that. You should be able to understand like, okay, who on the court is making their shots right now? And how do we get them the ball? If that means I got to go set up a play over here or I got to pass the ball away, go set a screen for them to get open, just get them the ball. Find a way to get them the ball. I am so glad you said that because that is a huge skill set. So I hope the college coaches take note of that. The other is your positive attitude and, and your leadership towards those who are on the court. That is so much easier said than done. It's not easy to be a positive leader all the time, especially when people are missing shots and if you're losing and they're missing shots, it's hard to like stay positive. But if you can bring that to a court and bring it to the team, coaches can work with the rest, especially if you already have the skill set. <clears throat> now, one thing I got to ask is when I've talked to college coaches on here before on my show, I've asked them about guys who are under six foot two, which is yourself, you're five foot 10. It's considered a smaller guard. You're smaller, like height wise. They always tell me you have to either be the most athletic guy on the court or you have to be a knockdown shooter or you have to be a dog on defense. So I want to ask you about your defense, Hayato. How do you feel your defense is as a guard being a little bit shorter 
uh, than some of those guys that are going to be six foot three, six foot four in the division one level. Oh man. I love defense. Like, like, you know, I'm small. So like I came here and then no one's going to, I went le- Rex in there, right? No one's going to give me a ball. Like cause they don't know I'm like good and I can shoot and I'm point guard, but everyone's want to be a point guard in the rec center. Hey, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Like that, you know, but you know, so like, I was like, how can I like them give me the ball? Oh, defense right here. So I do defense and then steal the ball. And then next time they were giving me the ball. And then I crossed him and then shoot the ball. Oh, oh, you can shoot good. All right, let's go. And then like that. So I love deep defense. And then I love to t- uh, take the charge, like, you know, take charge, you know? Yeah. When I did it, like, I feel so good, like, like left is like, and teammates like, yeah. So I know I know a coach here locally at Mountain View High School, Coach Nettleton, uh, local high school here in Meridian, Idaho, who would love to hear that because he has the charge chain. Like and he, he he keeps track of how many charges his team team members take every single season, every single game. It's it's very interesting. A lot of guys, especially the smaller guys, don't like taking charges. It kind of sucks taking a charge, but it's also a, a, a momentum shifting play that you can make on defense. If you can get in the right position and take a charge, it shifts the momentum. I love that you said the referee doing his signal crowd goes wild. It shifts the entire momentum. It shifts the entire momentum of a, of a game. So that is awesome. That's the stuff that I wanted to hear in all of your experience thus far. You're just getting started. You're 17 years old. you got a lot of basketball left in you. But up until this point, Hayato, having played in Japan, winning a national championship in Japan, having the success there, moving to the United States, learning a different language, going to school here, making new friends, playing basketball here, doing the things that you've done, what would you say is the biggest life lesson that you have learned during the time that you've been competing in basketball throughout all of that? I think you just got to move like every day. Like if you're like, lazy be lazy and like sleep and the bet you just get to move if you think like oh i want to go to rec center go like you know just you just gotta move oh i want to go uh, uh camp in las vegas tomorrow oh let's go i'm like that you know like so like you know my mom was like that she always told me like if you think if you can think just do it if you don't do it like man you're you're done you don't you you shouldn't play basketball man so like the reason why i came like us i was like oh i watched youtube and like american high school basketball and then everyone go crazy and then everyone's dunk on someone man i wish i can dunk on him and then i i thought of it i thought about it and then i was like oh i want to play against them okay let's do it i talked to my mom all right let's do it and then we yeah, we came out of I came out of hope. And then yeah. So you are an action taker. That's another note. Life lessons, man. Like if you have an impression that comes into your mind, just do it. Do it. If you want to play yeah. basketball, if you want to actually anything in life for that matter, if you got something that you like a passion or something that you want to do, you need to get up and do it. Like take action. Don't sit there. The ones who get passed up on, whether it's sports, whether it's business, whether whatever it is, right? They're the ones who sit there and and don't take action right there's there's guys there's kids that want to date a girl 
and they are too scared to go ask that girl on a date or on it to maybe go on a date or whatever. And the next guy comes up and does wasn't scared to do it, goes and asks the girl on a date. All of a sudden, they're dating because the person was scared to do it. So basically, what you're saying, you've learned to take action, and I think that's super cool, man. Good for you. Last question I got for you, Hayato, is is basically. I know you went to the West Coast Elite Basketball Camp, and I mm -hmm. talked to, on my show, I had Ryan Silver, who is the director of West Coast Elite. I had him on my show uh, about two months ago to talk about what West Coast Elite was all about and how that is, like, the impact he's had in the United States, especially the West Coast of the United States, uh, with that camp. And I'm just curious, um, what was your experience like going to the WCE uh, camp? I know that Cheech Flores, you know, Cheech got you some highlight footage. I saw that uh, highlight reel from him. Shout out to Cheech. He's an awesome guy. He works with Idaho Premier, which is the club I coach for. Um, so, oh yeah, I got to give a shout out to Cheech. Content creator is amazing. But Hayato, what was that? What was that like going to the camp? Um, and what would you tell the other young kids who have never gone to a, a, a camp before? Do you feel like it was beneficial for your game? Yeah, for sure. Because everyone trying to get scholarship or attention from from uh, colleges and attention from like line coach coach lion of course so everyone's like so like aggressive and like everyone gets intensity you know so like we the game's gonna be like definitely like give me the ball give me the ball i want i want like go make it and like that so you just gotta you you have like like three chances to shoot it or if if you miss it that's it like no one's gonna give you a ball so like you have like a few chances, so, and then I don't know who you, who you watching right now. You know, like probably. Oh, I'm hot right now. No one's watching right now. Oh shoot, I'm so bad. Someone's watching right now. You like even like media, like Chief or like Coach Ryan or some co college coaches watching watching right now. So like, you just gotta like get chance and then do it like uh, yeah so it Is gives you an opportunity to, to take advantage of those opportunities like you're saying like you know when you go there to a camp you know pressure's on you never know who's watching when they're watching so just when it when it comes your time be ready essentially it's kind of what you're saying. And I know coach Jeff Saner, who coaches at Meridian high school, they won a state championship for five, a, just a couple, two years ago. Uh, J Jeff Saner told me that once is like, you don't, you might be like the best shooter on the team, but you might only get two or three opportunities. So you better, if you're coming off the bench, you better be ready as soon as you get the ball. Like you don't get a chance to warm up in the game. Right. So that's kind of what those yeah. camps are for. I mean, it's giving you the exposure, but you got to come to those camps and learn. It teaches you how to just, mentally be ready like you've got to be ready when you come to those camps which will translate into your basketball game when you go play for your high schools or your clubs you got to learn how to be ready and i'm glad to see that you were able to go to those camps man or go to, to wce and just and learn some of those things and, and be under pressure i think that's another thing when the spotlight's on a lot of kids crumble um and, and they're not used to the pressure so that's another opportunity just to kind of have an additional a little learning lesson there to learn how to uh to really shine when the pressure's on so it's cool to see that you were there man what can we expect to see from Hayato Yamada in the next year? What do you expect from uh, for in the in the basketball world? What should we expect to see from you, man? Oh, so basketball season is coming up, right? So we're in one A Division One. We went we went state last year, and then we play against Lapway. They were so good, honestly. So 
this year, we're going to state for sure this year too. So we just got to win the state and then beat Lapway. Yeah, that's it. Like, I want to win state state title. That's my goal. And yeah. Looking forward to seeing it. I also run the Idaho Underground Sports Network. So we'll be covering some high school athletics across the state here with one of my other media businesses. But the thing is, Lapway is a tough ask, man. Lapway could probably beat most 5A schools. At least their first, their starting five could match with any 5A school in the entire state of Idaho. They're, they're extremely talented. That's a tough ask um, to get matched up with them. But we're looking forward to seeing what you do, Hayato, and seeing if, uh, if you guys can indeed take the trophy back home for you guys this last season for you before, uh, you know, you make your way on to the next level of basketball. So with that being said, I I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to speak to you and, and learn more about basketball in Japan, learning more about your story and learning more about just you in general. So, uh, I just want to say thank you brother for joining the show and being willing to share that with us. Thank you. Absolutely. For everybody listening, hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so we can get this show out to more and more people. And we'll be coming to you next week with another interview. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.